It's the Score North Twin Show. And we are live on the Score North YouTube channel here for a live burial of the Minnesota Twins 2023 season here. The Score North Twin Show. Where at the end of the day, we do need a new slogan for the show because it was we just want the Twins to win a playoff series at some point for the first time in 20 years. They did check that box. They won their first series. Uh, and they even the series against the Astros one to one. And then they get smoked in game three. And then tonight at Target Field, they just couldn't get runs across here. So we'll break it all down. We will bury the season here. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. Uh, these guys have been at Target Field in the press box all night. I was a man of the people at Target Field all night. And uh, now that you guys have taken in the post-game press conferences and I have made my way back home, we are live here on the Scorn Earth YouTube channel ready to recap the whole thing. So we'll pop your comments on the screen throughout the night here. Um, did you guys do the Immaculate Grid yet today? Can we do the Immaculate Grid? Can we... I did not do the immaculate grid. And okay. Jeff, you're muted if you want to chime in on that. Nope, I didn't try to look. I uh, No, I've got some copiers <laughs> and things. It's a post-game activity be- behind okay. me, so I'm trying to mute okay. it. But uh, no, I looked at it, but I have not done the okay, immaculate so we, grid. So yet. we can end the season on a fun note here with an immaculate grid that I think the twins are on, according to some people on uh, Twitter here. But um, Judd, why don't you start us off here? Uh, main takeaway from the post-game recap, the press conferences. What were the twins saying about the way this game and series went tonight? Well, um, I, I didn't get into the clubhouse, but I did go to the Rocco Baldelli post-game, which was in it as it is in the playoffs in a press conference room. And uh, basically, his message was, and he's not wrong about this, that the pitching did a fine job. Like we, we could talk about the decision to take Joe Ryan out after two. Um, and I think that's going to be a topic, but that's not the problem. The problem is they didn't score runs. And I mean, Baldelli yeah. was, Baldelli was very upfront about that. And that was the problem. And, and so, you know, beyond the field bar home run, which is going to happen. I mean, you're going to give up some runs. Yeah. That's not the, but, but that's not the sticking point here. No, the sticking point is, and, and this is going to be a topic of conversation, I think in the next week or so is the Twins have now, what, 2019, they uh, got eliminated by the Yankees in three games with Rocco. Uh, 2020, it was two games to these Astros here at Target Field, and now um, this year, and, you know, the one major problem is not pitching. The one major problem is scoring runs. Dude, so, it's it, dude, it's a 20-year problem. Like, yeah. they, like it, it, it's not against the rules to score 10 runs in a playoff game or eight runs in a playoff game. We celebrated when they scored six runs in a playoff game for the first time since October 6, 2024. Mm-hmm. I think they had, I think uh, 2002, they had 11 runs in like game two or three. It's okay to score a bunch of runs in a playoff game. And guess what? Jose Urquidy is one of the worst starting pitchers of any of the playoff teams left right now. And you had a chance to rock that dude's world for a four spot, a five spot. Now, there were some, I will say this. The Twins had like three balls, Correa's last at bat, where they just hit the bejesus out of a baseball. And it went right to an outfielder, right to a shortstop. But for God's sakes, from from the 2003 Twins all the way to the 2023 Twins, it's okay to score eight runs in a playoff game. That's my biggest frustration with this. Like, what do you guys, Max Kepler, by the way, 0 for 4 tonight. Max Kepler 
And we're going to get to a pie chart of blame here, which I hope Max Kepler eats a huge chunk of Judd's pie chart. Max Kepler has now had 50 plate appearances in the postseason. He's batting 150. Dude, like, I know you got hot in the second half of the season, but what are we doing here? You know, so I, I, I'm torn here because on one hand, tonight was a massive disappointment. That crowd was ready to pop about six or seven different times. On the other hand, they did just win their first three playoff games and their first playoff series in like two decades. And, and they've got some young things to build upon here. So I'm trying to balance the annoyance and the frustration of the way that they lost this series with the bright future in front of them with some of the young players on this team. Pablo Lopez, 26 years old, uh, Royce Lewis. But for God's sakes, score some runs in a playoff game for the first time in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at, too. Um, I I rule this season as a success. This was yeah, a successful season. And I don't think that's to say that this is classic Minnesota sports of, uh, oh, you're classic loser, Bill, or lowering your expectation. People, this team hasn't won a playoff game, hadn't won a playoff game, in 18 tries. It's a step. Won, and they took three. They won three playoff games in the last week. I've seen three playoff wins in the last 20 years. So it was a, it was at least a step forward. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, plenty of things to fix, plenty of things uh, to address, and now you get to raise the bar. Like the, We've been just asking the Twins on this show to win a playoff game before we die or to break the streak, and now the bar gets to be raised, which I like. Yeah. But but so this year at least the problem is extremely and going back to 19 it this probably is true as well. With the bats it's extremely diagnosable and it's not a fluke. When you get in the playoffs the type of at bats that the Twins take and that for instance the Astros take yeah are what win and lose you playoff games. You can't it's it's like it's like Phil has said for a while now and I agree completely when we're in June and the twins are striking out left and right. And fans are like, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it, an outs and out and outs and out. Well, no. okay. In June, that's probably not true, but I can tell you one thing that's damn certain in October, it, it hurts you. And so like, Dude. watch the, go back and watch the Astros at bats, watch how they work counts. And it's not like they don't have power. So it's not like, well, they're a punch and Judy team. Yeah. If you go and watch the Astros approach the plate and the twins approach, that is your fundamental flaw. Like tonight, the Twins struck out 14 times. Now, the Twins, I think they set the major league record with like almost 1,700 strikeouts this season. So we knew this was a thing going into the playoffs. But it's so glaring in a do-or-die, season-on-the-line elimination game against the Astros. And by the way, they're running out a very gettable starting pitcher who goes five and two-thirds against you. And you strike out 14 times in this game. 14 times in this game. That's so 27 outs in a nine inning game, right? So more than half of your outs, no chance of like a ground ball going through for a, you know, a, a seeing eye single or a bloop falling in. Maybe you stretch it into a double or something, you know, moving a runner over, whatever it is. Like maybe it's a tag up from second to third. Like, when you strike out 14 times in a game, I'm so sick of people like, and I'm an analytics guy, and now it's an out. What's the difference? The difference is a batted ball can lead to something good happening. And when you start a game with your backs against the wall, chance to like for, for your season to be over, and you strike out 14 times against their fourth starting pitcher, you're just asking for it. 
So like one of the biggest things they have to do, and they have they have something here. They do. Like they Royce Lewis, Carlos Correa, especially healthy next year, right? They've got something here. Edward Julian. But you gotta find guys who can make contact and put a ball in play. I mean, you can't you can't have the Max Keplers and the and the Matt Walners where it's just they're gonna hit some home runs, but at the end of the day, like put a ball in play and see if something can happen. The Astros for about six years now have been one of the most uh, difficult teams to strike out one through nine in the entire league. And that's a huge reason why they've won two world championships. I know they cheated or whatever, but like they're also really, really good independent of whatever they may or may not uh, may or may not have done six years ago. Four games. The twins struck out collectively 59 times. Yeah. Six playoff games, six playoff games in which they won three of them. They struck out collectively 73 times. And I just saw before we started this note, Twins are the first team in Major League history to play at least six games in a single postseason and strike out 10-plus times in every single one of them. <laughs> That's insane, dude. That's bonkers. So, so so we're trying to balance, like, yeah, like the, the micro of it is, wow, that's annoying, and that can't happen, and there should be changes, and we will discuss those changes and speculate uh, recklessly over the next few weeks here on the Scorner Twin Show. But at the same time, I'm with Declan. This was a successful season. They checked the boxes that we asked them to check, and now it's kind of about how do you how do you build on winning a playoff game, winning a playoff series, fighting the Astros uh, pretty deep into this series. So I think it might be time now for the uh, pie chart of blame, though. I don't think we should waste any more time here. Judd's been cooking and slicing and sprinkling in ingredients here from the Target Field press box. What do you got for us, Judd? I have a... Very lo- or I have a pie with several pieces. The I believe I have eleven pieces because oh, there was so oh, wait, much. Wait, 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 wait. Eleven pieces for wait, tonight. What? Eleven pieces because <laughs> this is for tonight's game, and there is a lot of blame to go a- around. There is a lot of blame, and and shockingly, very very little is on pitchers. Oh, th- you know what? Chris Paddock. Well, wait a second. You said eleven slices. 11, they slices. did use eleven hitters in this game, or eleven position them, players. And a lot of them are going to be is, on this on this <laughs> list. Heard of. This um, is unprecedented, yeah. G- gents. I got news for you. Look at the scorecard. In fact, Dex has his scorecard right there. Look, look at the four through nine hitters, and tell me that every one of those guys doesn't deserve a piece of pie. Okay, the four through nine hitters. Let's go through the amount of. Uh, let's go through the hits from the four through nine hitters here. Okay, we'll okay, start with yeah, Max you, Kepler. Yep. Uh, zero, 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 and zero. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven strikeouts, including three by Donnie Barrels. Okay, wow! I didn't know this was going to be an eleven slice pie here. So before we get to the eleven, before we get to the eleven slices of pie, let's shout out some friends here real quick. Here, starting with Ugly Deck and UglyDeck.com. Yes, in fact. You know, they're called Ugly Deck, and you see an Ugly Deck right there. But there you see people dancing because their Ugly Deck has become a beautiful deck thanks to UglyDeck.com. And if you go to their website right now, they're going to save you. They can save you up to $10,000 on a deck build that you're going to have next year. So you're, so that deck is going to turn into a deck that is worth partying about. Here's the thing. 
you get your own coach. It's a DIY, but with help. It's like having Sean McVay help you. Like, like you wow, have the an Sean McVay of decks. Yeah. Yeah. So like you have an offense. Or Kyle mind. Shanahan, maybe Kyle, the Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. But I yeah. mean, you know, you're Brock Purdy and you're like, I got to get a deck. What am I going to do? And all of a sudden Kyle comes along and it's like, I am a pro bowl player. What happened? Well, that is exactly what ugly deck com is going to do for you by next spring. You are going to have a fantastic deck. All you have to do is go to their site and um, and click on the DIY portion. They will help you get a beautiful new deck. And again, because you're going to be doing some of this yourself with a coach, you could save up to ten grand. Imagine that. And, and also, thanks to our friends at Ugly Deck for jumping on board and helping to sponsor some of our or our postseason twin shows. We do appreciate you. Yep. Uh, also, uh, hire a pro jumped on board here for the postseason too. And and now we so the season's over here, but we have multiple recap episodes probably tomorrow and also feedback Friday, and then we'll start to look ahead next week on the Scorner Twin Show. But Hire a Pro is on board here, and so if you had hail damage that affected your roof this summer, Hire a Pro is here to help you earn a profit on a hail claim. So roofers do this all the time when they ask for your insurance check. They just know what materials to order, the crew to hire how to negotiate with insurance. Hire a pro takes care of all of this for you with the most transparent process in the industry. You get the same quality materials and the same manufactured backed warranty uh, by a licensed and insurance crew. And so with hire a pro, you can actually make a profit on your hail claim. So let them sit down with you on your approved claim and they'll knock it out of the park. If insurance has been approved for your roof replacement, Hire a Pro is at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or go to hireA.pro. That's hireA.pro is their website. All right, this is an unprecedented pie chart. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. A pie chart of blame with 11 slices. I don't even know how you carve a pie into 11 slices, but Judd's going to show us right now. It, it, you know what? You do it through anger. You do it with a razor edge knife because you're so upset about how okay, this right game <laughs> came to an end. Although I will Which player would this, you stab with your pie uh, knife? No, that's by not the very way. nice. As a sports <laughs> fan, be, being here as all three of us were, this place was again electric. Like this was actually just a fantastic atmosphere. The entire playoffs were great as far as the fans went. And and so despite the disappointment and the Twins' inability to hit, it always felt like the fans were on the precipice of exploding, which was awesome. Yeah. So, like, as a fan, I did thoroughly enjoy this playoff run in watching the reaction here. And kudos. You guys did a great job. And fans, um, like, fans were ready to pop so many times. And it's I like know, you just sad. need to – sometimes with Minnesota sports fans, it's not like Philly fans where they're going to try and, like, carry the team through – you got to give them something here. Like, and, and the were, twins had so many trying. chances. Yeah. I mean, these fans were trying so hard. So, so um, congratulations. You, you guys, I thought stood out really well. All right. Let's start at the bottom of the pie. Try to blame just a 5% slice going to a couple of guys. Um, first of all, David Popkins, just a season long, <laughs> Like the like this team in the second half did start to hit, and it's, uh, I don't think he is now on the hot seat, which in June I thought he was. But still, like the approach at the plate, and we'll get to more people that are to blame for this, but just the approach at the plate. And, and Phil, I agree. I mean, the Astros are a really good, well-run team, but these last two pitchers that the Twins faced, 
they made them look like uh, Copax and Drysdale circa 65. And I don't think that that is doing justice to okay. your own team. But you just said, okay, 5% David Popkins should not be on the hot seat. The twins well, I don't just think struck. He is, I said, okay. I don't think he is. I said, he, may, okay. he maybe should be. But the, but the twins just struck out more times in six months than any team in the history yeah. of major league baseball, a history yeah. that goes back to like a week after the civil war. And this team struck out more than any of those other teams in 150 years of major league baseball. Mm-hmm. And I know that they scored some runs and they were the top five offense, you know, OPS top five in the second half and like runs per game, top five. You can't strike out that much and think mm-hmm. you're going to be a viable, you know, you, you can't go into a series against the Astros and strike out 14 times in game four and think that you're going to win that game. Right. So when it comes to approach, that approach is not sustainable. You, you like, you need to make a change. So I don't think, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to fire him, but he is the overseer of the offensive strategy, right? And they struck out more than they had more automatic outs than any team in baseball history. And that should not be glossed over. If I'm not mistaken, they do have three coaches who are involved in, in uh, or have hitting titles, right? Popkins, Rudy Hernandez. And I think there's a third, but I don't think they're going to be fired. That being said, they definitely have – it has to be pointed out the quality of the at-bats when it mattered most were not up to snuff. Yeah. So 5, 5% there. Okay. Um, 5% also goes to a guy that's actually hit a home run tonight and set the tone for the game, but unfortunately watched his double off the wall oh, and wow, still almost wow. went for third. Wow, Edward Julian. Julian, come on down. You get a 5% slice of pie, and here's why. Um, first of all, on, on a ball that the, on a night, the ball traveled, he clearly thought that the double he hit to start the game, which by the way, again, the crowd was like on at the edge of their seat. Like they were standing up and he spanks that ball. And if you go back and watch, he then watches that ball. It goes off the wall. And as he rounded second, he almost went rosario and thought i'm gonna try to go for three because i because i could have had because i should have in the first place because i yeah, should have yeah, now yeah. now let's consider the trickle down of that entire sequence he's then at second base he's then at second base okay yeah and that and that is when you get the uh, polanco sort of half line drive i wouldn't call it, was it a flare. screaming line drive yeah. it was a flare yeah flare to shortstop julian's too far off second can't get back gets doubled off Royce Lewis then comes up and hits a home run yeah. but that flare of course almost certainly doesn't get him doubled up if he's on third base no so I'm giving him a five percent I mean these are the things in playoff baseball you can't afford you can't be like well it's a small mistake yeah it's a so small the, mistake that looms huge so we're saying by the way I I don't think the mistake was when he was on second base because he 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 sprinted right back to the bag, and it was just like the perfect timing. The mistake was not getting a triple when he should have had a triple, right? Just to yes. clarify. Okay. That was his biggest mistake, yes. I agree. He yes. should have had a triple, yeah. Yes. And, like, and- dude, why are you not, like, why would you, in any situation in the playoffs, sprint out of the box? Right. Like, it's almost to- like these guys all want to make sure that they pimp the dugout down the first baseline. If, if they hit a jack, you want to make sure that you, you know, yeah, let's flex for the camera. Like, dude, Run. 
run to first base unless you're a hundred percent sure that thing run, is 450 Edward. feet you know <laughs> run edward run all right okay. all right and well, now only nine gonna... more slices this is yes. very cathartic <laughs> and now we're going to start to go through some of the players who actually get slices for just flat out failing i'm going to give a small slice because for the most part this guy had a fantastic playoff but I'm going to give a 5% slice to the guy who hit fifth tonight, Carlos Correa. Wow. Strikeout looking, uh, fly out to center, and a line drive right to the shortstop that was spanked. That was, a, that, that was a smoke show. But yeah. that yep. being said, everybody who hits four through nine is on this list. Everybody okay. who you needed at, at some point in time to get a key hit is going to make th- this list. They get differing pieces of pie. But they are all on this list. So five. He made some nice plays at shortstop tonight too. I will say, like he, he made some routine series. plays yeah. or some tough plays look routine. But okay, that's fair. All right. So let's now go to the ten percent slices of pie. This is the dominant category. Ten percent. <laughs> let's keep that in mind. Okay. Um, I'm grouping together, and this this is why the pie chart will now go fairly quickly. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. Ryan Jeffers, Willie Castro. These are Don, all separate slices? Yes, t- all 10%. Okay, because I'm writing this down. So Jeffers. Ryan Jeffers. Castro. Okay. Salado. Donnie Non-Barrels. Okay, Donnie. Donnie. The, Donnie, uh, Donnie trademark uh, tonight. The, the <laughs> duo of not Simon and Garfunkel, but Taylor and Buxton. And they and each Buxton, get, wait, they're tied with 10 or they each get 10? No, they're they're going to share a ten percent slice because they they okay. were both hit. Buxton hit f- for him, and he hadn't been up in for how three, long? Three months, yeah. Right, but anyway, against so a pitcher who has not allowed a run that. in thirty consecutive innings, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yep. and and then yeah. and then the last one is actually going to be uh, the guy who hit second, Polanco, lined to short, and again, that was a flare, grounded to second base, flew out to center struck out swinging to start the ninth. So Polanco gets his own 10% chunk. Yeah. So you got some interesting decisions to make, and we can do this on a separate episode, but like Polanco and Kepler, right? They've got team options for 2024. You yeah. got middle infielders. You got Brooks Lee coming up at some point. Yeah. You know, Polanco, God, for as good as he was down the stretch after he came back from the injury, September, he was working at bats. He was putting the bat on the ball. Um, just really disappointing in these playoff games. I thought I, I really thought I actually thought he was going to be a catalyst tonight and oh for four. Mm. I think we could easily do a couple of episodes. Well, actually, more than two. I on on who's going to be where position wise. I think we could do an episode on the infield and first base, second base, third base, perhaps in particular, mm. um, the catcher. Well, you think Jeff, third base is a question? Um, it depends on what they want to do there. I mean, you could move Royce around. I I don't know. Here's the one thing. I'll, here's the one thing I will say: a position that's completely unset is first base. Agreed. Yes. I don't know what they're going to do at first base. And here's my question: Is Brooks Lee going to play second? Because then, then yeah. you can move. I would prefer to leave Royce at third base, but I'm saying I think it's at least a discussion about what they might do there. I think you should leave him at third. I think I think um but anyway that that would be a good show. I, I yeah, I think well, I think it depends on like so Julian got better at this is like a side street here for another right. show but 
Julian got better defensively as the season went along. I think you can maybe start him at second. I think Polanco's gone. I think Julian maybe starts at second base with Correa short, Lewis at third, and then Brooks Lee. Brooks Lee can play. He's a shortstop by nature. I think you groom him to be sort of a can play short, second, or third, and he, and he's in the mix. Just like this year, you had guys that were kind of in the mix everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, with Brooks Lee ready to play second base on a regular basis, and then you kind of figure out maybe I, I don't think Julian's a full time DH because I want that I want the DH well, spot to be a rotational spot. But first base is a good point. I know Kirloff's been playing banged up, and so it's all like, well, if Kirloff comes back healthy, well, Kirloff's had a, a degenerative wrist problem. He's had shoulder yeah. problems. Like, just, you know, until we see it with Kirloff for a full season, I don't think you can just rely on him. Declan's ready to rant on Kirloff, I feel like. <laughs> well, here, here's a question, too. Is Kirloff back for sure? And my other question is, if he is back and Julian is back for sure, is one of our – could you use one of those two, if not both, as outfielders? Could Julian be a corner outfielder? Boy. Well, right now you're – Kind of like stacked at those positions, right? You'd have to make some trade. You have Walner, but you're going well, to Kep- Kepler. Kepler, I don't want Kepler back. So, but but you're going to have to make trade. I, I mean, I think a former first rounder. Moves. That yeah, I think they will make trade. So anyway, okay, back yeah. to the pie chart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten a ten percent slice is going to go to one pitcher. You know, Joe Ryan went to. In fact, in fact, let me do the uh, Ryan to Brock Store to yeah. Theobar to Paddock, who was outstanding by the way, to Jax. Yeah. To Duran, uh, ten percent chunk will go to Caleb. Yeah. Um. And and I I guess I do question this one. Okay, with what they were doing, should they have allowed him to pitch to Abreu? Yeah. They were really puppeteering this entire thing. So, uh, like, was he that have to? Because well, he he came in to start the inning, so nope. he, had, he to. had to. Yeah. Oh, so, but to, but okay. to Judd's point, it's like. Should they have let him pitch the inning? I guess would be the yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I th- it, it's I can't put a ton like big picture. Hey, before the game, someone says to you guys, "Listen, Twins are going to kind of do a bullpen thing here tonight. They're going to use six different pitchers. Yeah, and they're going to allow three runs in nine innings. Do That's- you take it or not? Home game, but backs against the wall against Jose or Kitty. I take it, and I know that like. I agree. Like Thielbar gave up, he gave up the two runs, and so he should be on the pie chart. But like end of the day, give me give me three runs with a bullpen game all day long and go score four. Like it's not, oh, it's not a question. Yeah, you're exactly right. No, that was incredibly frustrating. Okay, um, ten percent goes to Rocco and Derek Falvey. Wow, ten percent goes to them. One. This is their team, and and there is now a Doogie, and there is now a long line. Do, Doogs just walked by and flexed. Um, there is now he flexed. He flexed. I don't know why he flexed. Like so like said, a like a double bicep. Like Rice Lewis slept flex. Yeah, 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 he flexed. Was it like it was a, like a like a Hogan or was it no, like a no? It was this. It was like this. It was okay. like he had double biceps. Ball okay, that was about to go off the wall. But Dukes thought it was going to be a home run, and, and so he, he stopped at second base because he, he pimped it. Yeah, right, Duke. right, yeah. And then yeah. I yeah. and and then Dex flared at the shortstop, and Dukes <sighs> got doubled off. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but you know this is now 
This is now, what, three games against the Yankees, two games against the Astros, and now six games this year in which, you know, their roster construction just dries up offensively. Yeah, um, It's been a lot of different players. It's been a lot of different looking teams. It's been different builds. But the one thing that stays in common is this. Um, and so 10% to, to, you know, whoever – the building of this team and the execution, and and we all thought, I think, that get, getting Kirloff out of there tonight, and of course, he, he it turned out he was too hurt to play, um, and Walner not playing, we thought, okay, you probably score some more runs, and you couldn't score more runs. And now, if Kirloff couldn't, I here's where I'm confused. If Kirloff, like by yesterday, could not hit Thank anymore, you. dude, the, what why are we was doing? He, dude, why was he playing? This is the thing. It's like, okay, so Kirloff clearly wasn't. That play at first base in the first inning yesterday, he didn't yeah. have a hit in like five playoff games. And then going back to Joe Ryan for a month and a half with what is it, a groin injury, whatever it was, like going to give up six home runs in the first inning. Like, oh, now I'm hurt, right? If you're hurt, first of all, what are you doing? Like, I get you're trying to grind through it and be there for your team. If you can't field a ground ball or make contact on a pitch, or if you're Joe Ryan earlier this season, you're giving up bomb after bomb. If you're a player, stop being selfish. And if you're the training staff, what do you do here? Like, right. <laughs> like you can't tell the difference between Kirloff dialed in or Joe Ryan dialed in and not. You know, so if it's it is so if if Kirloff played with like a bum shoulder that didn't allow him to make contact and feel the ground ball, then dude, what, shame on you, man. Like, stop being selfish. I know you're trying to be a hero here, but. But they, but they knew that. Like they, like they knew he had been hurt. They see him every day. It wasn't that couldn't have been a surprise. So that's my question: is like the the Joe Ryan thing. I sort of get. I think he did hide that. Yeah. But the Kirloff thing is he had been hurt, and you were watching him, and like you can clearly tell there there are signs with him because if he is if he is right, his swing looks different. Like there's enough things. And I guess I'm just surprised by yesterday that they're like, okay, we'll just play him. Yeah. It's very weird. Well, and then one more thing, because uh, we talked about this last night, the ground ball to first base in game three. I watched that play. So sitting in the stands, they didn't show the replay. So you saw at first, you're like, God, that looked like a fieldable ball. I don't know. I'm sitting in the stands. I don't know. I've had a drink, whatever. Like I watched that play 10 times this morning. Slow motion. That's a play that average major league first baseman should be expected to make his foot was on the bag. If he feels that ball on the bag, but it's like, dude, this is a, this is the playoffs. These are the best teams in the world here. Feel that ball, step on the bag. 50, 50. If you whistle that ball to second base, yell tag, right? El Tuve's out and the inning is no longer a threat. So if, if it was because his shoulder hurt that he couldn't feel that ball and then throw it, it cost him. A, it cost him at least one game, and then maybe multiple games going back, like because he took bad at bats because his shoulder hurt. So, whatever it is, I'm with you on this with the Kirloff thing. Um, I don't know, Declan. You've been holding your Kirloff thoughts the whole show. I feel like so. Go ahead. Trade his ass. <laughs> I I I'm so I'm so done with it. that play. Was a chain reaction in this series. Yeah. It it was a turning point in the yeah. series, and there was 18 innings of baseball left. I completely get that. But that was a amateur hour move, and even the body language of like, oh, it's fair. Like, go go back and watch that, dude. Like, you're a, you're a professional first baseman. 
If you can't make the DP happen, okay. Ground, get the ball, touch Step first. Step on first base, yeah. Let's go from there. But to act like shell-shocked and then be 0-9 at the plate, like I have no... I have the no pal- the palms up thing is like, dude, kangaroo court stuff. Like, bro, you can't put the palms up after that. Yeah. Oh, it's a fair ball, dude. Field yeah. the ball. Nope. I, and I'm and sitting in a Twins press box. I feel comfortable still saying that. So yeah. that's that's currently where I am right now. Are you in like the? Uh, I'm in a closet. The closet. Okay. The closet. Yeah. yeah. That's where Wetmore and I, I used to do the old uh, touch them all podcast back in the day. Mm. Yeah. Got a, oh, that's right. That's got a bad. box of Homer Hankies next to me. I could there's a lot of them. Put a couple. Dude, one t- take like. Take like five, just like five. I paid four bucks for one. What? Just to have one. I paid four bucks for one, just to have one. See, it's funny I have. Uh, it says, I actually have two. We believe and and now I don't believe anymore. Yeah, actually, have, I got an extra one for you here. Go on. Oh, I'm I very paid excited for this here. one. Look at how red mine is. Look at that. I knew. It's just as red box. as everyone else's. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, where are I'm we at here? Day, We've sliced up uh, how many there's slices? Fifteen percent slice left. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, no, no, I'm I not. I think you're wait. Point, wait, hold on a second. Okay, so we've got five percent Popkins, five percent Julian, five percent Correa, right? Ten percent mm-hmm. Jeffers, ten percent Castro, ten percent uh, to Taylor and Buck to combine. Ten percent mm-hmm. Donnie Barrels, ten percent Polanco, ten percent Thielbar, ten percent Rocco Falvey, mm-hmm. and now fifteen percent. That should put us at seventy five percent, right? And now a fifteen percent chunk left. Well, that that's would get us my, to 90. That's After my show. 15. Hold on a second here. I did the math. <laughs> One, 10, two, 20, three, four, 30, five, 40, six, seven. 50. That's 70, 85. No, we're at 85. 85, okay. Yeah, okay. so that's 15% left. Okay. Um, all right, so 15%, the final 15% goes to Max Kepler, and here's why. Um, he did, I will say this, in Max's defense, and, and in this series, he did nothing. But in Max's defense, um, the called strike three when Royce Lewis stole second in the sixth, um, the late punch out. And by the way, tonight's home plate umpire was Leslie Nielsen. Uh, like that, his he strike would, recall, he, he was like, he was doing this. Yeah. And he would do it so late. Like, like Royce Lewis had second base stolen and the second base umpire called him yeah. safe. And then, and then he called strike three and like the second base umpire had to tell Royce, uh, sorry, dude, it's over. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, so he's called out on an inside pitch in which the umpire blew the call, but that sets up the ninth two outs. Okay. Ryan Presley pitching. And Max Kepler proceeds again in the midst of a bad series and a terrible game. He proceeds to take strike three again. It's like, dude, you know that this umpire is unpredictable. Yep. The season is over if you don't keep your bat alive. Um, I know you want to. I know your eye is better than the umpires. I know that all of the, these guys, you know, basically know what the strike zone is now. And a lot of these umpires, we saw this in this entire series, are very questionable. And it goes both ways. But the point is, Max, if you take strike three, if the umpire deems it strike three, it's over. Yeah. He did. And then he proceeds to start to complain about it. And it's like, Max, you know what? It's been a great run. Well, actually, it's not been a great run. It was a great 2019. And, and it was really fun about after July 15th or so of 2023. Um, but I think, to your point, I think Max Kepler and, and Jorge Polanco will be elsewhere unless this team, I mean, they do believe in Max more than me. But I thought tonight, I thought tonight was just 
about enough. So yep. 15% goes to Max Kepler. Yep. No, I'm going to give you a round of applause here, man. 11 slices of pie here. I think you touched on pretty much everything from tonight. On Max Kepler, all right, you know, sometimes with baseball, like I know there's like all these analytics and stats, and I'm a big analytics guy, and I love leaning on the numbers. But sometimes you can just tell guys who have it when the pressure is high. It's October. The crowd is going crazy. It's a pressure situation. Got to have a hit in this situation, right? Some guys have that factor where they can slow everything down. They can come up. They can make solid contact. They can drive a ball into the seats, right? Royce Lewis very obviously has it. Jose Altuve very obviously has it. Carlos Correa. Max Kepler has been playing playoff baseball since he's 30 years old, by the way. Since 2017, that was his first taste of the playoffs in the wild card game against the Yankees. And so he has had 46 at-bats, 51 plate appearances. Uh, sorry, 49 plate appearances, uh, for, uh, 41 at-bats dating back to 2017. Eye test, doesn't have it. Stats, he's betting a buck 46. He is 6 for 41 in the postseason as a 30-year-old. At some point, you just don't have it, man. In these big moments, you know, your heart starts racing a little bit faster. It's hard to slow it down, pick out a pitch, drive it. It's just not Max Kepler, man. He's and not good are, in the postseason. And and the thing about him, too, is there are guys that you probably even have in your system right now to replace him, right? Mm-hmm. Easily. So, like, it's not this whole of, well, if Max Kepler's gone or if Polanco's gone, what are Try we Try Trevor do? Larnick, yeah. You, you've got options. Um, and so, yeah, but, I mean, I just, I understand the strike zone problems, and I understand that it's not that these umps are worse than the, the old school umps. It's that we know they're not good at times. But the reality is this. You've got to adjust a little bit. Like, yeah. you've got to say, you know what, this guy called a really lame strike on me, and if I take strike three again... We're done here. And you're down by a run, too. That's the thing about this is, is, and I know it felt hopeless in some ways because they couldn't score, but they were down by a run. Yeah. That could be one thing if it was, you know, 9-1, to one, right? It's over. Who cares? Go home. But tonight, crowd going crazy. You're down by a run. All you have to do, and this again goes to getting on base. Like, imagine, take, okay, it's 14 strikeouts tonight. Let's take five away and just say that they're outs, but they're grounded to short here or a flare there, a bloop here. And two of them are misplayed. This is a three to two game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, something might happen. Exactly. Yep. Put it like you would easily take at the end of the game. Hey, 14 strikeouts. Let's convert. Let's make it nine. Let's convert five strikeouts to batted balls. Take your chance. What's the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. One of them is a single. Another one is a ground ball that that's an error or something, right? It's just yep. you got to reduce the automatic outs. So that's kind of the micro, though. I still keep going back to, like, God, that was fun inside that ballpark the last couple of days, the wild card round. You know, Twins fans have been starved for this for so long. Minnesota sports fans deserve runs like this. You just, God, you just keep showing up and getting your head bashed in <laughs> by these Minnesota uh disappointing sports teams. And so you could feel the energy. You could like fans, like fans want this fans will show up. They will pack those seats 
the secondary market. It's a hundred bucks to get in and sit in the third deck. You know, like if you give these fans something to cheer for and something to believe in, they will pay you back. And so I'm glad that we got at least a little taste of this thing as disappointing as it is. And as much as like the 11 slices of pie are definitely deserved here from Judd's pie chart. Rock knows how you feel about pie. The atmosphere was largely electric in these last two rounds. And it, yep. I think it, it just makes you want more. There's a generation and a half, maybe two generations of Minnesota sports fans that have just not experienced anything like this. We're just like, what do we do? This is crazy. The twins are in the second round. They have a chance to win and keep going. We don't know what this feels like. So it's been super fun. Um, and now I think I think we're looking forward to on this show discussing now going forward, what can they do going into reckless speculation season, winter meetings, et cetera, to get this thing to the next level, get closer to where the Astros have been, where the Braves are right now, although the Phillies have a 2-1 lead in that series, where the Phillies are, right? What are the next, what are the next chess moves on this board? to to get to that next uh, step. And they're going to have to make some like that that's the thing is they did take there are some there are some positives here but they need to make some moves. Um and they're going to lose guys. Yeah. Like they're just flat out going to lose guys. I I will be shocked if if Gray is back, but that's why it was good news to see Paddock pitch so well if he comes back healthy. Um but there are, you know, you have to find a way to get guys that can actually make contact. The the Joey Gallo experimentations need to end. Yeah. Get some real dudes. Yes. Amen. So, all right, there's Judd's pie chart. The rock knows how you feel Before about we pie. get to uh, an immaculate grid to wrap this episode here, any other final thoughts from you? And we're going to do another episode tomorrow, and we'll do a feedback Friday. So there's, there's more to dissect here, but just like immediate thoughts on the ending of this twin season here from you guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to talk off-season stuff. Uh, I just am glad I was able to experience some postseason baseball as a legitimate adult. I was 17, yeah, 17 in 2010, and I was also here, I guess, in, in 2019 for Game 3 against the Yankees. But just to experience this uh, was cool to see, and for them to win a playoff game, man, like that is a that is a weight that has been on my shoulders for 18 years, and yeah. that is now off. It is mm-hmm. just gone. It's like a tumor that was just chopped off my brain, yeah. and it's just gone. Ouch. Jeez. Yeah, it's true. Bad, bad um, pun. Yeah. I would say this. Jorge Lopez it looks like a horse, and and it's Pablo. fun to watch. Pablo. Pablo. Or pa- Pablo. Sorry. I can't. Jorge, Jorge was a horse, too, yeah. just like a uh, different kind actually, of horse. He actually got DFA'd by the uh, O's again, yeah. too. So, But anyway, uh, Pablo Lopez is a horse, and a top of the rotation guy is so fun to watch and they're hard to find. We've, we've talked about this for a long time. Every team does not get one. Like you might have a guy that you like, but you don't have a horse like that. And, and what he did in the playoffs is sort of the opposite of what you're talking about with Kepler, which is the guy that really doesn't embrace the spotlight. Yeah. Um, he embraced the spotlight. And so I think that is a, from a pitching standpoint, that is a great place to start with a Dude, guy like that. Yes. This like this is a great point we can talk about and expand upon, but you've you've found some guys that love the spotlight, that that just rise up in those moments. Pablo, Correa historically, Royce Lewis. There's probably a couple other guys we could like I think Julian to some extent. I know he kind of loafed it on that, but like Julian got on base three times tonight in yeah, the do or die game. Yeah, I agree. You know Griffin Jacks. Griffin Jacks, dude. 
Griffin Jacks was lights out in the playoffs. <laughs> he shoved and and that shoved it right. You know, Declan who wanted to take him you off. What a take! You man. could make a case he was the third best pitcher in this entire series after maybe even the second Tonight? after Pablo. Second, no, yeah, uh, third. I think Duran was Duran. filthy. Duran was incredible. In but Jacks was the third best pitcher. He was filthy. We got the good you know Griffin Jacks. We found we found the key to the Twins containing Jordan Alvarez in this series have Duran face him he looked very ordinary yeah well against that filth most guys do but so so this collection of players that rises up and feels great and comfortable and thrives in these big moments right anyone else that falls definitively outside of that I know it's small sample sizes here but you can kind of tell who's got it who doesn't Kepler see ya Kirilov unless you're telling me like the injuries I'm not saying just like willy-nilly get rid of guys here, but I would be identifying who is super comfortable, whose pulse doesn't race through the back of their neck in these big moments. And if yours does, you don't fit the culture. Yeah. Kepler doesn't fit the culture anymore. Sorry. And on and on a different note, I don't think that, that this guy is by any means gone, but we we can basically do a whole episode on Buxton. It's so tough. I think it's it's for him. It's so much less about like, you know, does he does he rise up or not? It's more oh, about it's like, not, can he physically even like walk onto I mean, a baseball field? You know, what do you do with him? That's the question. You proceed as if he's just bonus. I think. <laughs> well, that's what's interesting about it. Anyway, yeah. So okay, there's grid the time? pie chart. It's grid time. Yes. All right. Okay. Knows how you feel about you got this thing, Dex. So here's the thing with the grid. Yes, there is a standard grid that has our six teams on it here. However, I, I, I don't want you to really look at this. Okay. Special grid. Baseball bonus grid from Fox. I heard about this. This it's is like a sponsored grid? About. or what is, I, What's the... BT Dubs, I, I can't get rid of this Fox logo. It is just there. Um, <laughs> so... Okay. Okay. Uh, this is this is the grid. I think uh, we and honestly, I think we can get this pretty quick because it's three teams we all probably know pretty well, and it's three okay. categories that shouldn't be a lot of stumping. Okay. So, uh, so here's for the for the audio audience that's listening to this later on here. So we're looking for a twin who was an all star, a twin who was a Hall of Famer, and a twin who won the Cy Young, a Red Sox who was an all star, a Red Sox Hall of Famer, and a Red Sox Cy Young. And then a Dodger All-Star, Dodger Hall of Fame, Dodger Cy Young, right? And we're looking to go nine for nine here. We'll start with a twin. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is cracking here from just screaming at uh, twins hitters from the outfield. A lot of good time, man. Sure. It was so much fun, like, running into Scorn Our Twin Show and Purple Daily listeners and viewers, we a, too. Just... We had a guy Dex is a two fan. rows below us that all of a sudden I just, all I heard was, Dex! Dex! <laughs> and I look up, and there's just this guy multiple beers in having the time of his life just going for it all yep. yeah it was awesome he was uh he was enjoying himself <laughs> i only hope it was with surly's just going for it all twins okay Where okay we twins, twins all-star all i mean who are the obscure all-stars so, so uh we well Lodge dude oh tim laudner tim laudner yep let's use lots 88 all-star yep it's this gotta be uh under one percent under two percent yeah point one, 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 one that... yeah point one i think percent. we do, i think we i think we did that last time Hey, hide the comments, by the way. Let's hide the comments. Oh. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm not no, looking we, at them. But we love I you guys, okay. but we're, we're trying not to okay. cheat here. Okay, Twins okay. Hall of Famers who are, uh, and they could be guys who pass through, right? Like, like Dave, Dave Winfield, Winfield Dave Paul Winfield. Molitor. Yeah. Hold on, so though. Let, 
Winfield Molitor. I think Tomey will be too high. Yeah. Too recent. What about guys like, uh, well, Jack Morris. I'm trying to think of other uh, Cot, like yeah. 80s. Jim Cott? Cott's probably pretty low. Burt. Cott. Do people know, like, you see, I don't know. It's a good question. But Tony just got in, and so did Cott. So would that would that make Ooh, him higher Oliva than would? Be? I bet Oliva and Cott would be low because of that. And it's probably only Twins fans knowing that information. Yeah. Should we do Oliva or Cott? I think Cott probably, right? Okay. Or, or, wait, 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 wait. We get Senator's history here, too. So we could go like Walter Johnson. Walter Big, Walter Big Trainer. Do you know how hard he threw? So hard. So they did a test. They, this was before radar guns. They had him like, there was like a train coming down the tracks, this and they, they had him throw Keller. a fastball lined up with a train coming down, and they clocked yeah. him. That was their way of clocking him at like okay. 105 did, miles an hour. Did he win a Cy Young? Since 56? No. Probably not. No, no, he did not. Uh, Hall of Fame. We're looking for Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, no, here. I know. I no, was he, thinking he was talking about Scott, the Cy Young. Yeah. For Cy Young, we could go... Um, uh, Jim Perry. Uh, did Camilo Pasquale win a Cy Young? No, Jim no. Perry did though. Jim Perry. Okay. Yeah, back to the hall. Let's do. Let's do Walter Johnson. Walter Johnson. That's got to be pretty train. obscure, right? Four. Four percent. Yeah. yeah, Jim Perry's the most. Oh, the most rare twins. Four. Four percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we brought up there was a Boston Red Sox we brought up a few days ago. Tris Speaker from back in the day that might fit some of these categories. So oh. Tris Speaker was like, um, he was like a batting average stolen yes. base guy. He's definitely yep. a Hall of Fame Red Sox. Yep. We could use him there. I, uh, when was the All-Star? Can you click on the All-Star game thing? 34, I think. 33. Ugh. 33. Was he before that? Arch Ward, baby. Well, do, do Tris Speaker. It'll show let's you do, Let's years. do Hall of Fame. Let's do Tris Speaker Hall of Fame, because that's going to be lower than like. He was before like, that. Yes. Tris Speaker. Yep. One. One percent. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. Okay. Okay. All-star. Red Sox All Stars. Uh, did Trot Nixon make an All Star game? Oh, trying to think man. obscure here. I like Trot. Um, Jim. Tim Wakefield. He just passed away though. He so did. Probably, he did. Probably going to be on people's minds. Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, why would you want to do that? But that makes sense. Yeah. Um, any hmm. pitchers? Any uh, Red Sox relievers? Veritek. Uh, Keith Folk. Ooh, did Keith Folk make an all-star? I feel like Veritech was He was, was the closer well in, like, the early 2000s. Veritech's a great one. Veritech made some all-star games, right? Yeah. Yeah. But There's he's a... so many. But Red Sox fans. Mo Vaughn, obviously. Ooh. The hit dog? Hit dog? The hit Who? Mo Vaughn. Should we use the hit dog? Mo Vaughn, like definitely an all-star. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, how high his percentage would be yeah. Clemens, too high. Um, Jacoby high. Ellsbury, also I think might be high. Did Damon make it? Probably. Probably. Try move on. I, that's that's. A what good about one. um um? What about some of those '80s Red Sox? Fred Lynn, Jimmy Rice, Dewey Evans. I don't know. Did Dewey Eisenreich make one? Saint Cloud Proud. Did he would have been Mets Mets All Star at one point, I think. Jimmy. He, yeah, he was a Philly, Red. right? Philly? Oh, I thought he was a Red Sox. I don't Met, remember. Was he Philly? Red Sox. Philly's Mets Twins. 
I don't remember him being a Met, but that doesn't mean he wasn't. Who do we just I say? He went to the Phillies. Well, now we're like we can go back. Like, like Jim, I mean, Jim, Jim Rice, Rice, Fred Lynn, I, Fred Lynn. I think, I think you want to do Vaughn is is your best one. Okay, it's probably gonna be like six percent. I'm gonna guess six percent. One percent. People don't remember it, Phil. Yeah. Why? Because people, I think, think that... of the 2000s and their multiple World yeah. Series, and they don't remember yeah. the 97 Red Sox. Plus, his career flamed out really, really badly, unfortunately, because he yeah. got hurt and had that like hip issue. Okay, uh, Red Sox, Cy, Young. Cy Youngs. I feel like there's a bunch of old pitchers that we're probably not did even Jim, thinking about. Did Jim Longberg win one? Did so, Cy Young pitch for the Boston Red Sox and win Rick, his own award? Rick Porcello was recently. Porcello! But he did do it. Porcello. That's a great one. Did Cy Young win the Cy Young? Porcello. Okay. 20. 20%? What? I mean, it, it was like six, second here. seven years ago. But still, think. what are your options here? Clemens, Pedro, Porcello. Jim Longberg. There's not, there can't be that many options. I mean, there's a there's probably a few like way back. Did Babe Ruth win a Cy? Can I look that up real quick? I bet you Babe Ruth did. Hold on. When uh, when did the Cy Young start, Dex? Can you hover over that? Uh, oh, you know what? 30, 56. 19... Oh, okay. okay. 19, 1967, Jim Longborg won a, a uh, Cy Young for the Red who? Sox. He was he was a good pitcher who got hurt in a skiing accident, and it derailed his entire career. Dodgers, Cy Youngs, well, Sandy Koufax, mm-hmm. probably, probably Don Drysdale, Clayton Hershiser. Kershaw, Hershiser, Oral Hershiser, uh, Valenzuela, uh, Fernando yeah, Valenzuela. Fernando. Fernando's a good one. I'm gonna do Fernando because I think Kershaw and Koufax are gonna be. What about oh, so Dr- Drysdale, Drysdale or uh, Fernando or Hershiser? I'd go Fernando. Fernando, but it might be higher. But I think you're right. I think they're all pretty healthy. Fernando players. Valenzuela. Yep, right Probably there. Ten percent, ten percent, eleven percent. I vote. Tommy for Hall of Fame. He just passed sure. through. Oh, yeah. He just passed through. Very yeah. after a waiver claim. Well, and I don't well, think this not. will be that high. Yeah, 2%. Then he got traded here. 2%. Point 0.9%. Point and then Point a Dodger eight. All-Star could be anyone. Could be Mondesi. Hideo could be Nomo. Sean Green. Could be uh, Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Don Drysdale. Who is that, by the way, Judd? I gotta hurry up and get done here. I gotta Do hurry up and get done. They're trying. Are they to are they yelling at you out. right now? No, no, no. They're talking. Krasinski's right by me, and she's talking. Johnny talk- K. Yeah, he's right here. Okay, Johnny Athletics, right there. Guys, say hi, Johnny. Are are we being kicked out? No. Johnny K. Hey, I don't guys, think Johnny is allowed contractually. Who's this might be a problem. All star Dodger. Johnny, who's a who's an all star okay, Dodger? All star Dodger, Johnny. Dodger. Low. Yes. Is Steve Sachs low? Ooh, yes. Steve Sachs. That's a good one. Sachsy. Love it. Steve Sachs. This guy contributes. This guy shows up and contributes. 2%. There we go. Let's oh, go. Way to go. Let's go. 2%. Look at that. 2%. You come in. You, I mean, they're trying to kick you out of the press box, but you will not move. Yes. Exactly right. 2%. Steve Look at that. John Krasinski. Sachsy. Wow. Nice job, guys. I couldn't throw the ball once you got to the... Rick end. Porcello kind of screwed us there, I guess. Yeah. I thought that was a I good one. I didn't see that coming. Oh, but the op- look at that. Only four options, dude. So it was Porcello. It's Porcello. Long hold on. Up. Can you click on that? Again. I'm going to guess yeah, it. It doesn't. Hold on. It's Porcello, Pedro, 
Clemens. One second. That and thing doesn't actually show. Cy Young? Who did Cy Young pitch for? No. <laughs> I don't even... right. oh, I'm sorry. It was, it was the 50s. I'm sorry. Yeah. Eric Gagne. Oh, for the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Which one are you saying? Uh, Red Sox. Red Sox. It's Red Porcello, Sox. Pedro, Clemens. Yo, uh, one second. The guy I told you about. When you, when you click Who? the link, by the way, for that, it doesn't actually show you, so you have to like still search for it. So Porcello, Pedro, Clemens, 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 Jim Longborg. Yeah, that's okay. the guy I told you about. Okay. The skiing yep. accident. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Us old guys, you know? We know stuff. 43%. So there it is. That's a wrap on the season here, boys. Let you guys get out of this press box before they uh, shut the lights off on you. Trying to, yeah, the season's over. Trying to go home, okay? Spring training's not for a while. <laughs> Tomorrow, across the Score North network of podcasts, we've got Royce Unchained, and he's got some thoughts on this series. We've got State of the Offense, Kirk Cousins being asked about waiving his no-trade clause. We'll talk about that. And then another uh, Score North twin show for you. So thank you for uh, jumping on board here down the stretch of the last three months here with the Scorn Our Twin Show. It's been fun bringing the show back to life after a two-year hiatus and watching this team check off a couple boxes they haven't since the early 2000s. And we'll be with you recklessly speculating into the offseason on how this Twins team can get better and add pieces and maybe even take the next step, get back to a World Series for the first time since 1991. We still believe, Judd. We still believe. Judd never believes, but that's fine. Look how thin this thing was. For four bucks. Very cheaply Johnny, made. Yeah. Johnny, I think I got ripped off. Can I get my money back? No, they're not. They're not the same at all. Very disappointing. Why'd I pay for that?